Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bosses only hang with bosses. Bosses never take a loss. Boss never is a rubber. Boss steady doing numbers. They say my back against the wall, but I'm ten toes deep, and I'm still standing. Mike check one two, Mike check one two. What's good? What's good? What's good? Yo yo. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Out of My League podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And as always, we are here to give you the latest sports takes, debates, updates, and of course, the news, news, news. For sure, man. For sure. How's everything? How how's that? How you life? How's life? Life is good, man. I am currently home. North Carolina stand up. Before I stand up, Chris Paul, we in the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good, man. I'm just glad to be home. Glad to see family really for the first time all year. So it's been great, man. But a lot of basketball all over the weekend, man. How was your weekend? Everything was good, man. Uh, plenty of basketball for me to watch. Um, it was just good, man, to sit back, you know, watch some ball and, you know, prepare myself for another work week. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, and we gonna go ahead and jump to the NBA because your sons yes, sir. knocked off LeBron in what is a colossal collapse for the Lakers. But yeah, man. we'll go ahead and start the second round because the NBA kicked off over the weekend. And it had some shocking results, and we'll jump straight in the Eastern Conference where the Bucks got destroyed by James Harden less Nets by nearly forty points, man. Can the Bucs come back and make this a competitive series? No. <laughs> no. They, they're not coming back in this series, man. When you got KD, Kyrie, them boys are hooping. Blake Griffin is even getting his man right now. Like, Oh, my goodness. Yo, Blake Griffin robbed the Pistons. Yeah. He owes them. Yo, he owes them some bread. He was robbing the Pistons this whole time. They have been bamboozled. Led astray, <laughs> run <off> amok, <laughs> yeah. <And> flat out. <laughs> Literally, like what happened in this series? Where was the turning point? Because without James Harden, I thought that the Bucks for sure would win the game, and I am wrong. I said this was go seven. This looks like it could potentially be a sweep, especially if Milwaukee doesn't win the next game. Yeah, and you know it's funny because. You look at Milwaukee and who they're putting on the floor. That's those are pretty good. That's a pretty good starting five right there. But Literally, the yeah. problem is you can't guard KD. You can't guard Kyrie and Blake Griffin is getting his man. Like you just have no answer for neither one of them. Even Giannis was like, "There's nothing I can do." You know, respect to KD. He's good. Um, we just had, we need to do a better job of locking in. I'm like, bro, y'all are two games in the hole. So uh, whatever you need to do to get yourself to rest, together for game three at your home in Milwaukee, you need to do. Yo, it's crazy because like I'm listening to Bud, I'm listening to Giannis, and they kind of seem like they're out of it already. Yes. Like I don't know, I don't know if they had just short term memory and they're trying to just go next game up. But it seems like they are literally out of it and they can't really process what to do because one, Giannis can't stay in front of KD at all. And KD is cooking. And then I feel like the offensive game plan for the Bucs has just been horrible. Like you would think with Drew Holiday out there and, you know, PJ Tucker, like they have more talent. But it seems like they're trying to run the offense through Giannis again and it's not working. It's just no. simply not working. And I don't have the answers. Do you have anything about that though? 
I would say that they need to lock in from three. I mean, Bryn Forbes coming okay. off the bench, PJ Tucker in the corner. Um, you get you yeah. got shooters, Drew Holiday. I mean, you have shooters on the floor. What I think they need to do, and honestly, because the way the Nets are running their offense right now with just KD basically at the five. Well, actually, Blake Griffin at the five technically. They should just take off one of the bigs. Take all take out one of the bigs. Probably Gasol. I mean, I'm sorry, not Gasol, but the um, okay. Lopez. Okay. Take Lopez yep. off the floor. Drop drop Giannis to the five, mm-hmm. and then let the and then put in put in another shooter that can also rebound. And I think that's a way better matchup with the Nets right now because right now they're running them off the floor. They they are everybody's running them off the like everybody on the team. Blake Griffin dunking on Giannis, like Joe Harris is hitting bucket after bucket. Yeah. Kyrie dancing. KD doing literally everything. They have no answer. Now tell me this. If you are Steve Nash going into game three, how would you handle James Harden's situation? Would you bench him for game three as well? Nope. You would go ahead and play him? I'm sorry. Yes, I would bench him. I'm sorry. Okay. I would okay. I would let James Harden get as much rest as he can get. Because here's the thing. They can win without him. They don't need him right now. And if you can preserve James Harden, for True. maybe the next round, whether it's the Sixers or the Hawks. I mm-hmm. mean, you you have time because Katie and Kyrie can carry your team. They're they're well equipped to carry that load right now. However, one player I do want them to get back is Jeff Green. They get Jeff Green back, we're talking mm-hmm. about a whole different ball game as far as what they can do offensively because Jeff Green, he shoots the ball well, he can defend. He also rebounds very well. So you add him alongside KD and Joe Harris and then Kyrie and those guys. Like, this team is really, really good, and they're stacked. I mean, their depth, I mean, their bench, I wouldn't say their bench is great, but their bench is good enough. And, you know, you look at you look at how how deep this roster goes and the, the pieces they can put on the floor at any given time. Like, if you want to match up big, they can't give a, they can't match up super big right now because DeAndre Jordan's not playing right now. Yep, but true. you you put you put KD you know and Blake Griffin on the floor with a whole bunch of shooters and guys that can create their own shot. Even Brown, Brown is cooking them right now. All he's doing, he's who? Literally, all Brown is doing is flashing to the high post, and Lopez can't get enough, get 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 up there quick enough. Can't move. He can't move quick enough. He's getting cooked every. You single flash time. Brown to the high post every time. He's eating them up. That little floater killing them. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, and I'm the same way you feel about Harden. I'm resting Harden until the series is tied 2-2 again. And if they go up 3-0, I'm not playing Harden the rest of the series right. unless it goes to, unless it gets to 3-3 somehow. Moving on to the Hawks and 76ers, because you did bring them up. The Hawks skated past the 76ers in game one behind a monster performance by Trey. But then they were dominated by Philly in game two behind 40-pointer by Embiid. Who do you have winning this series? And tell me why the Hawks can win this series. Or excuse me, not why, how they can win this series. Because I had the Sixers still. I still had the Sixers winning this series. Okay. But I will say that the Hawks, in order for them to really take command in this series, I mean, they are going home for one that, that bodes well for them. But the other thing is they 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 seem to have issues with the length of the Sixers right now. And, yes, you know, and that's the last game, big time. Yeah. And I feel like they need to do something, whether it's setting high pick and rolls or whatever they need to do to free up Trey Young to even penetrate because 
you penetrate and you kick, you have shooters all around you. You 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 uh, do the pick and roll. You have either Collins or you have Clint Capella rolling to the basket. So or even Collins doing a pick and pop because he can shoot the ball as well. So you need to find a way to penetrate and kick if you're Trey Young. I mean, I understand you want to shoot the threes like your Steph and all those kinds of things. But for me, you really need to penetrate this Sixers team. You have to penetrate, make sure you draw the defense to you and then kick out to the shooters so to make their shots because they can shoot. Like the, the Hawks are a really, really good shooting team. But I feel yeah, like I right agree. now there are times in the game where Trey will settle. The defense will just be set and he'll just shoot. And, you know, that you're not you're not stressing the defense out like that. They need to be more active on offense. And I feel like, you know, this is this is a sticking point going into game three is getting more active on offense, whether it's pick and roll. I mean, you got guys going to baseline like you need to be more active on offense and you need to stress this defense out because their length is is killing you right now. I mean, defensively, this is why the Sixers are, are able to stay with them because their length is killing them. Their size is killing them. And honestly, right. you you have a Ben Simmons covering you. You have, you know, Thibault covering you if you're Trey Young. You need some more pieces to, to get you free so you can penetrate and kick. And, and that's the key to beating the Sixers right now. And also, if they ever go full court press on you again, please be able to break the full court press because that was embarrassing in game one when you were up 19, 20 points and they came back Dude, because they, they full court press. Yeah, they they, almost blew that full game. court they press, you couldn't even break it. Yeah, no, they almost blew that game. And to sum up or just piggyback off of what you just said, I think that even though Trey Young's been playing great this so far this entire series, he's going to have to create more open shots, in yep. a sense, what you're saying. Because the length of the Sixers is a problem, and their defense is elite. They have players like Ben Simmons out there and Thibault and Danny Green even. Like, these guys have length. And Tobias Harris, Joel B. like, they are all pretty big. They are all very lengthy, and they can guard you. So you need to create more open shots. How to do that? I think a little more pick and roll, aside just from the penetration, like you said, a little yeah. more ice cream pick and roll can probably help that out and kick somebody out to the corner. Because um, I think getting Embiid out of the paint also will help. Yes. And that comes with high pick and rolls as well because that'll free up some of those floaters yes. that the Hawks are good at. But, yeah, they're going to have to get more open shots because all the shots in game two, a lot more contested than game one. And game two, we seen the, the game was pretty lopsided. Like yeah. The game was pretty lopsided from the jump. Like that game, it the third quarter, the Hawks kind of made a little surge, but you looked up again and the Sixers were up 19, 20 points. So yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're gonna really have to overcome the length and they're gonna have to hit their jump shots. Yes. They're gonna have to hit their jump shots and they're gonna have to get to the free throw line more too. And I've, no, I've noticed that that's been a common theme. And I think the playoffs in general, um, a lot of the teams aren't getting to the free throw free throw line like normal because they don't want to attack the hole like yeah <laughs> and maybe that maybe that's it they need maybe to that's it like the only person i see getting to the free throw line a lot was Giannis, and he's yeah. missing most of the free throws yeah, so he's missing like, all his free throws <laughs> yeah so it's like it, it's not really helping so yeah i think they're gonna have to get to the paint more often and then maybe kick out to some more open shots and they're just gonna have to hit those shots so Agreed. i mean it's, it's gonna be interesting to see i think that the hawks if they can protect home court if they can pull out both those games i think they have a shot but if if the sixers win even one of those in atlanta i think this series is pretty much over yeah they i think i think atlanta needs to win both of these okay yeah no i agree i agree with that i think i think atlanta needs to win both as well 
on to the Western Conference, man. We have your sons who are heating up in the second half. Word to Chris Paul, Trey Paul in the building. Yes, sir. Come back, come back in that second half. Chris Paul went crazy towards the end. Beat the Nuggets 122-105. The Suns in the what third quarter. Yeah, oh, that them sons, man. They went 39, a 39 to 12 run in the third quarter. <laughs> that is insane. It it's nuts. It's nuts. And then for to have Chris Paul, oh my goodness, to have Chris Paul as your closer on that team. Yes. What a blessing. Yes. What, what, what a blessing. With to watch one arm. <laughs> to watch Chris do work in that fourth quarter was amazing. It didn't matter but who I you had on him. <laughs> No, no, it no, it literally didn't. Center guard, it, it didn't matter. Nobody could guard him. Austin Rivers was literally pointing on the court at one point at what he was about to do. Not, yeah. not sure if you've seen that. Yes, yeah, saw it. Austin Rivers was literally pointing. He did the move and everything. <laughs> he did the move and everything, and they still couldn't stop it. Yeah. I want to ask you this though: How can the Nuggets stay in this series? Because I don't think this is going to be a series at all. I think if the Nuggets want to stay in the series, A, I like what they did in the second half by putting Aaron Gordon on Devin Booker because at first they had Austin Rivers on him and it was <laughs> I'm telling barbecue you, chicken. yeah, barbecue, <laughs> barbecue chicken. chicken. Don't don't do that. So they put Aaron you put Aaron Gordon on Devin Booker and you just got to hope you just got to hope he they miss. Like at that point like, cuz there's no, <laughs> there's nothing you could do with with Chris Paul playing the way he is. Mikel Bridges going off of 23. I mean, he went off. Even Jay Crowder. And Jay Crowder, up. too. Jay Crowder had <laughs> four threes or something like that. Yeah. Jay Crowder stepped up. Like, everybody had a good game. And to me, I didn't think the Nuggets were out of the game, honestly, because I thought Aaron Gordon had a great game. He did. I thought Aaron Gordon got some trouble offensively and defensively. Yeah. And the other I thing is, too, the la my last point on that is DeAndre Aiden, the, the defense he played on Jokic, was so good. I mean, Jokic had 20 points, but he could have easily had 40. He he had a he had a way worse field goal percentage than DeAndre Ayton did. Like way worse. DeAndre Ayton actually played him very, very well. And I, I feel like, you know, Aiden also putting up 20, 20 and 10, had that helped out a lot too. I mean, you you got guys it like basically, basically canceled them each other out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like in a sense, it canceled each other out, and that should not happen with Jokic, who's your best player, who just won MVP, by the way. Right. You can't let that happen, get canceled out by Aiton because if you have that happen, your your team has no chance. And I just feel like Phoenix has too much heat, just too much heat. When I when Devin Booker gets in the zone, Devin Booker is a league. He's yeah. already amazing. Yes, <laughs> he's a league. Chris Paul in the fourth quarter, elite. Yes. Like Bridges, Crowder, and them boys stepping up. It, it, you're going to be rough. They're going to need an Austin Rivers to step up. Yeah. They're going to need Aaron Gordon to continue to step up. And Jokic is going to get his. But what I love that the Suns did was limit his assists. They limited – like, he got, mm -hmm. his, he got his points. But when Jokic is able to create for everybody, that's when Denver's really at their peak. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't really have to double him that much because Aiden was holding his own, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Made it so much tougher for other guys to get open. And I think that's why Phoenix took care of business. And I also think they're going to take care of business again. I agree. I think they're yeah, going to win tonight. Gonna... Yep. No, I, I think they will too. I have them winning this game tonight, and I have them closing this series out In five. at the most six. But I think, yeah, I think, I think it goes five, just that's like up. you said. I think yeah. it goes five.
to the last game, man, the Clippers taking their talents to Utah and getting outplayed by Spider Mitchell, yes. dropping 45 on them. His number. <laughs> Did we underate this jazz team? <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, Did we underestimate the jazz? No, we, did, we didn't under, underestimate the jazz. We just have to realize I, that, I, that uh, <laughs> Paul George is Paul George. Like, if Paul George actually plays the way he needs to play, that's not a that's not even a close game. Like honestly, it came down to a shot by Mark Marcus Morris getting blocked by Gobert for them to close that game. So if Paul George puts up more numbers and plays better, that's not even a question. I, I'm I'm gonna have to get off this. Like I'm gonna have to stop the the Paul George. Like I'm not saying that Paul George played great. But Paul George has not been playing mediocre in this playoffs. Yes, like, yes. I think that the fact, I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I think that the fact that he said that he was going to be on another level makes it makes it bad for him. But he had twenty last night. Kawhi Leonard only had twenty three. Like, and Paul George had a great fourth quarter. Like his first three quarters were trash. Yes, but his first three quarters were trash. But he stepped up and played pretty big and hit some big shots in the fourth quarter. So I'm not going to sit there and say that this is all on Paul George. I think that me personally, I underestimated the Jazz. I I know that they are a very fundamentally sound team, mm-hmm. but I definitely didn't think that they would win that game without Mike Conley. I did not expect for the Clippers to let basically another Luka come out here and dominate. Like, you you know how Luka was dominating last series? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell dominated. Yeah. This game one, he had forty five. Yeah, and th- like Donovan Mitchell is a bad man, mm-hmm. literally. And I, I'm not underestimating him, but I just think that that team as a whole, for them to be as resilient as they were and to come back in that game after at halftime, they had it rough. Yeah, like halftime, halftime they had it rough, but in the second half, third quarter, they outscored the Clippers thirty two to nineteen. And that put them that put them back within range, and then thirty three to thirty in the fourth. I'm not putting that all on Paul George. I, I don't like that last possession at all because it seemed like nobody wanted to take yeah. a shot. Yep. You not even getting a tempt up is is pretty bad. But like Ka- Kawhi Leonard had the ball. I don't know Paul why he George passed it to him. Marcus Morris. Like you had a shot that you could have just took. Yeah. Somebody's got to put it up. Like you can't be afraid to miss. Somebody yeah. needs to put it up. Me. Personally, it has to be Kawhi or Paul George. Nobody else should be touching that ball in the right. last possession. But I also think that Kawhi Leonard can be more assertive himself, too. I think that Paul George is getting a lot of flack in this series just because, or and in the last series. No, last series, he was just bad. I don't, man, look, I'm not going to pull up his number in that series, but I don't think he was just bad. Like, I really don't think he was that horrible. I think that the fact that he came out before the season and said, like, yo, like, you know, I got to refocus. I'm about to be back on my game. Like, he was just talking big cash, and it's like, eh, you just mid right now. He's so been it's mid. It's like, you kind of <laughs> just mid. Okay, man, he's been mid. No, he's been below mid. Now he's yeah. just mid. He, but it's been I'm not gonna say I'm not going to say, like, a 20-point game, and he's trash. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that. DeAndre Aiden had 20 points. Kawhi Leonard only had 23, so was he trash? No. <laughs> oh no! Here we here we go. Like so, why is Kawhi Leonard not trash? Because I'm telling you right now, if you you watch the game, you saw the impacts each. Like, okay, Paul George. No, had no, I didn't. D. Mitch had Spider Mitchell had 45. Oh. I didn't see no bigger impact than Kawhi that I did from Paul George. None. Okay. Like I just. <laughs> 
I just, like, I just want to know why he looks so trash, but Kawhi Leonard did the same productivity. And he's like, nah, he still did his thing. Like, why is that? So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give this example and I want you to kind of follow me what I'm okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Go ahead. Walk me you, through it. You look how you look how Dallas Mavericks, they have Luca, and then their second yep. kind of fiddle is Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. will yep. put up 20 points and you would never know he put up 20 points because his impact is so low. It's the same thing in, in, in the, with the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard will put up 20 to 25, 30, 35, 40 points, and each one of his points, you could tell that there's an impact there. Like, you could tell at the right moment he's scoring the ball, he's defending, he's getting steals, rebounds, all those kinds of things. Paul George is Tim Hardaway Jr. when it comes to impact because Paul George will have a, quiet, a very, very quiet 20 points. Like, very, very quiet. And... You look at how he plays, it's a very, very low impact play. Like he's it's not like he's out there defending very, very well. Like he's a great defender, but he's not out here defending very, very well. He's not rebounding the ball exceptionally well. He's not making the plays that he should make, passing and creating like he should be. Paul George has been subpar to what we know. Like Paul George at one time was a really, 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 really good player. Like really good. These last couple playoffs. He he has been you're right mid at best like at best mid, and it's scary I honestly. It. I I get it. I, that makes sense. I guess I just look at numbers, and it's just, it's really just hard for me to see that the the numbers like maybe the shot attempts is what it is because his field goal percentage has not been great at, at all. But like he's still putting up similar numbers, and I'm not the reason I'm not agreeing with the Kawhi Leonard like making a huge impact is because defensively both series so far and granted jazz have only played one game the the star players cooking if yeah. you're the, if you're one of the best two-way defenders in the league you're the other star player shouldn't be averaging 40 a night yeah so i think the whole i think the team as a whole needs to step up i I'll really go, do I'll go i that. think the team as a whole, and they, they need to have a little more fight in them i don't think that they have that mentality yeah. like they, they they don't have anybody that's gonna like Yo, like, come on, we need to pick it up. It's supposed to be Rondo, but eh, is, is Rondo really holding it down like that? No. Not really. So they need they need somebody that's going to be vocal. Somebody that's going to say, like, yo, we can do this. Like, yo, we're, we're letting the game slip out of reach. Like, come on, let's buckle up. Right. Or, yo, like, we got them exactly where we want them. Let's go ahead and end this right now. Yeah. Like, there's they need they need leadership. Yeah. They need leadership. I, I agree. Paul George can definitely improve his game. I am not saying that at all. He can definitely improve. But I don't think he's the sole reason that they're losing, is what I'm saying. If you play I better, they, they win. Yeah. <laughs> That's all if I'm saying. <laughs> if everybody played better, they'll win. If Paul George played better, they win. Oh, my God. Kawhi Leonard played better, they win. You're too, right. Whatever. You're right. <laughs> all right, man. I want to get some rapid-fire questions off before we get out of basketball. I want to take a look back at a few of the teams that are bounced out in the first round obviously we got to start with lebron king james bounced for the first time in the first round of his career has the window for lebron closed on another ring yes and the only reason i'm saying yes is because the nets <laughs> and if the nets stay together it's over <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm actually gonna agree with you, and I'm not even gonna say just because of the Nets. I think it's because the Western Conference is really tough, and they're only like, gonna get it, better. They're only gonna like, get better. Oh yeah, Clay's coming back. Like it's tough, yeah. man. It's tough. 
have we finally seen him passing of the torch as one of the top players in the league? Well, I think I think as it stands for the last couple of years, I've already had KD as the, the best player in the league. Oh, okay, okay. So you are, you've already I've already moved on, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I think that I'm officially ready to move on. I'm officially ready to move on as LeBron being like the absolute best. I still think he can be a top five player. Yeah, agreed. I still think he can be a top five player, but I definitely think they I just think that Father Time is undefeated. Yeah. Um, and unless your name is Tom Brady. Like handsome Tom, nah, you're gonna you're gonna lose the father time. Yeah. Like speaking he's the of, only exception. Right. And speaking about LeBron, he just changed his number. Uh back oh, to yeah, six. going back to number six. Going he's going he's going back to number six, like he was in Miami days. Yeah. Like I'm I'm hoping that maybe that gives him a boost. But you know how LeBron goes. He posted something with uh I forgot what he put. He posted something like, yo, they counted me out. And I was like, Oh god, here we go. He on his Cam Newton. Look, he, he he on his Cam Newton. Oh, he about to have the yeah. comeback. I just need him to understand <laughs> that Clay Thompson will be back next year. <laughs> that's, not, that's what I'm saying. And and that's why I think that his window is closed. Um, unless AD can stay healthy 100%, and I would not be a betting man to ever bet that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think his window is closed. All right, next. Dame Lillard falling short again in Portland, Portland, even after all the heroics, all series. What can Portland do to help get Dame to the finals? Or should Dame just leave? What Portland can do is trade everybody except for Dame <laughs> and get him a superstar. Clean house. But other than that, you you just gotta you gotta you gotta trade him. Um because there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do. They already gave him the contract, so he's already getting paid. Yep. That you either give him a team or you trade him to a contending team. Period. Where do you think that if who do you think is a Dame Lillard away from a championship? If Dame goes to the Bucks, they they win the East. I don't know. <laughs> if if Kyrie, KD, James Harden still in the Nets, I don't know. Bruh, that that's such a wild big three, man. They're, they're cheaters. Like they 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 they're, they're really. Cheaters. I will say this: Dame Lillard on Miami is interesting. Dame Lillard. Okay, I didn't even think about Miami. That, that's that's something. Dame Lillard. Um, I mean, they don't have the assets, but Dame Lillard on the Clippers, but trading back Paul George is something that's interesting too. So, so as in Dame and Kawhi. Yes. I feel like Dame needs a big or somebody that's a. You can always like get a, a big. Like, you can always get a big, but a big, Dame like with Kawhi is. That's that's special. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I just feel like Dame has always had like a not a not an elite guard around him, but CJ's CJ's been good. But I feel like he needs somebody. Yeah, I feel like he needs another superstar. Is that um, is that not quite yeah. Leonard? <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. But do you think Dame and Kawhi could beat Steph and Clay? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I do. I'm not gonna lie, man. I, Dame, Dame in the playoffs, different. But I do, so, I do want to see Dame on a container. So if it if it is Miami, so be it. So do you think? Do you think in Miami he makes them a contender? I like, think, oh, I think if Dame is traded to Miami, they beat the Bucks and they go to they go to the Western and their Eastern Conference Finals and play the Nets and probably lose. So do you think? Do you think that they can? 
They're not beating the Nets. They can beat the Bucks. They're not beating the Nets. I'm saying I, I agree. No, I, I think the Nets are still gonna win. But I, I said the Sixers. Yeah, they beat the Sixers. You think they beat the Sixers? Yeah. Uh, Miami and Dame. So they My, they have who? Dame Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy, Bam Adebayo. You probably you're um, probably trading Tyler Hero away. Okay, that's what I'm about to say. Like you got to trade somebody. Are they getting rid of Duncan Robinson and for that as no, well? Like, like you're probably gonna get rid of picks. Tyler Hero, you probably could you probably gonna put in Kendrick Nunn. Um, I think they're gonna keep Duncan Robinson. But okay. so I would say picks, Tyler Hero, and Kendrick Nunn is probably the, the package. And that's enough to beat the Sixers, you said. Interesting. And I think well my I think Miami has money this summer, so they could probably spend on another player and you get value. So you would have um, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Adebayo with uh, Dame as well, and I think I think that's a good enough team to probably knock off the Sixers. I mean, you're always gonna have to deal with Joel Embiid. The problem with the Sixers is is always gonna be Ben Simmons. I don't care what nobody says. Until Ben Simmons shoots the ball, the Sixers will not win a chip. Okay, <laughs> I I kind of disagree, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I just feel like Ben Simmons, he's never been a shooter. Like, he impacts the game in so many Which other ways. Which is the ways. problem. <laughs> Which is the I, problem. I think that if he actually impacted the game shooting the ball, he would be the best player in the NBA. That's what I'm saying. If he shoots the ball, he would be <laughs> borderline unguardable. Like, honestly. He, he knows he's literally top two, two, three. He's top five in defense. Yes. Like, he can rebound exceptionally. He can dribble exceptionally. Run the floor crazy. He just doesn't shoot the ball. And, and he's average. He's just super and, and he's super average. It's not only he that just, he doesn't shoot the ball. He's scared to shoot the ball. They leave him at the three-point line on purpose. When he gets to the leave, free throw line. They leave him at the free throw line. Yeah, when they he's at the free throw, throw line, throw. he's still missing free throws. That's what I'm saying. They leave him at the free throw line on purpose. What you mean? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, no, I understand that. All right, last one I got to get in here. Luka's magic ran out as the Mavs were unable to close out the series, even though they were up 3-2 on the Clippers. What can Dallas do to get to a championship-caliber team? Give him some help. Porzingis has to go. Don't. Yes. Uh, do not. That, that I agree with. Do not give Tim Hardaway Jr. the bag. Please do not give Tim Hardaway Jr. the bag. Do not do that. And I say that in all seriousness because he is inconsistent. He's inconsistent. You give him that much oh, money wow. and he disappears at periods of time like he like he's been doing. I don't trust it. And he's a great player. Like he, Tim Hardaway Jr. is actually a pretty good player. Like he's he can shoot the three, he defend oh, all no, that, he, he drive. Good player, but he's go the money he's going to command this summer is going to surpass what Dallas should be paying him. And I don't know if it's going to be worth it. I think you can get a better player on the market. They they need so to do everything they can do to get somebody that can create their own shot, they can play defense, they can shoot the three ball well, and please get that man a big that can dominate. You're saying that even though he's played great this entire season for the most part, and in the playoffs, he showed up, um, he doesn't in warrant spurts, the bag. In spurts. He's, he showed up he, in spurts in the playoffs. He, do, he doesn't warrant the bag. He, he, he's going to probably command – like 90, 95 mil. Yeah. And I don't know if I would be comfortable paying him that money because so he's so inconsistent. Like, like a, like a Harrison Barnes situation. Yes. I, 
how it, it that that's like the best comparison I can give a Harrison Barnes situation. And Tim, look, Tim Hardaway Jr. has played very very well for Dallas, but and I know I know Carlisle has already stepped out. He's already said he's you know he's a priority for us and all those types of things. But if I am the Dallas Mavericks and I look at what they're doing in their cast that 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 they're putting out there, I would not be comfortable with them giving Tim Hardaway Jr. $90, $95 million. All right, so who's one person that might hit the market this summer that Dallas can go out and grab to help Luca out? How about not hit the market? How about how about the trade market? How about you okay. go get him a Bradley Bill? Hmm, interesting. Interesting. That's not a big though. How about you? No, but I'm saying I said plus a big. You need somebody uh, to get their okay. own shot first. Okay, okay, okay. True. This is true. Yeah, Luca has to do it all himself as far as creating. Literally, I would say I would say go ahead and give him Brad. I like that. Go go get him Bradley Bill. How about you sign Boogie Cousins on a cheap one year deal? Okay, that's two. So you got you got Bill, you got Boogie, Luca. Um, if, if Tim Hardaway wants to come, come in cheaper, go ahead and grab him. And also, you think, do you think Boogie would be healthy enough? I feel like Boogie, he, he, health, and that's the, that's the thing. That's Boogie. the thing for him. That is it. He gets hurt too much. All right. And then, yeah, you can go ahead. You go ahead and finish what you were saying. My fault. Didn't mean to cut you off there. So I said, I said, Bill, I, I said, Boogie and yep. How about you you go grab I don't know who's the free agent guard coming out, but you need mm-hmm. another wing that can shoot the three but also defend very well. So okay. I agree with that. Those those are things that Dallas really needs. And you know, Luca's eligible for a contract, so he's probably gonna get the two hundred mil supermax this summer. Yeah. Um so that's gonna yeah. suck up a lot of your money in the future. So I would say it's not gonna it's not gonna affect next year's cap, but the following five years you're going to be hurting money-wise. So if you're Dallas, you need to make all your, your moves this summer. No, I agree with that. And they definitely need to get Lucas some help because Lucas like that, man. He is. Like, one, one thing that I've learned, like, Luca earned my respect. Um, Trey Young has earned my respect. Like, those have been, like, two of the most interesting players I've watched so far in the playoffs. Um, Luca and Trey Young, like, both of them are hoopers. For sure. Luca, what he was doing, what he did to Pat Bev, he single-handedly put that man on the bench. Yeah. He single-handedly been like, like I have all the respect for him. And so. told him, and told him he was too small. I'm, bro, this was literally 11 minutes into the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> that means one minute had came off the board. Bucket one, yo, too small. Already? That trash talk is nuts. That, that's <laughs> That's wild trash talk to be getting off <laughs> one minute. Of the game. That's sick. <laughs> like it's gonna be a long game for you. Somebody talking to you like that. Like, <laughs> like he calling mismatch on the jump ball. I <laughs> know <laughs> like, that's wild, disrespectful. <laughs> He's talking so to nah, Ty, 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 too small. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gonna point like, at him. He too small. Yeah, like that. That was crazy. So, like, I I love how Luca came out, and I I love what Trey Young did in the Garden. So, like, so far those have been like players that I really, really, really have come to like in the playoffs. All right, man. Some quick takes before we get out of here. Julio finally traded to Tennessee to join King Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and AJ Brown, and they make a big three, four, something like that. Uh, you can what leave does this Tannehill. mean for? T- <laughs> 
All right, big three. Brown, Henry, and Julio. What does this mean for the Titans offense, man? It means that they have another weapon outside of A.J. Brown, and this makes the defense have to think twice about stacking the box against King Henry. So this makes Tennessee look really, really dangerous now. Oh, wow. So how do you like them as far as stacking up in the AFC now? Are they a legit contender? Super Absolutely. Bowl? Absolutely. They're a legit contender. As long as they keep, oh, wow. as long as their defense gets better, you know, I know they're revamping that O-line a little bit. As long as that defense looks good and they're playing very well, I feel like they can win. A, they're going to win. They're probably going to win the division. And oh. B. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And B, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're, Going against you know the Bills and the Chiefs, you're gonna lose against the Chiefs. I'll, I'll say that they're not they're not they're not a match for the Chiefs. They could they could probably beat the Bills though. Oh, so you have the, you have them really up there. You have them top two. They can beat the Bills. Um, I, I I don't know if they can beat the Browns, but I know they can beat the Ravens. So I would say they're they're and, top four in in, in they, the oh, AFC. Can they can they beat the Colts? Yeah, they're in the division. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they're beating the Colts yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so yeah, they they made a they made a surmountable jump for you. Yeah, I think they I think they're gonna win their division. So they're gonna beat the you know they're obviously gonna knock off the Colts uh, in the mm-hmm. division. Um, but I feel like they're they can beat they might can beat the Bills. I wouldn't I wouldn't rule that past anybody. It's a it's a toss up with the Browns, but they can beat the Ravens. So yeah. okay, I, I, now I'm, now I'm a little curious. Um, before we move on, so do you have the Browns being better than the Bills at this point? It sounds like you have the Browns being better than the Bills. Is that is that what I'm hearing? That is accurate. <laughs> I mean, you're saying that they might. You saying that they can beat the Bills, but you don't know about the Browns. Bills made it to the AFC Championship last year. I'm just trying to figure out where I, where your head is at, man. Just trying to figure out where it's at. The 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 concern with me with Buffalo is their run game, and okay. I feel like you know you need to be, you know you need to be a team that can run the ball and stop the run. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's exactly how the bills got exploited last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They ran the ball on them and they couldn't stop the run. <laughs> so, yeah, this is true. Like they were struggling against Baltimore for a, a little bit in the yes. playoffs as well. So I understand that. All right, cool. I'll take that. Um, Jay will, Talking about KD, the holiday party, saying don't ever compare him to Giannis. Triggered a response from KD, basically calling him a liar. Who do you believe? I believe KD, because KD's not a liar. When has KD have li- ever lied? He's never lied about anything. So, so this is definitely a joke. <laughs> so this is definitely, a, this I is think, definitely a joke. I think what happened was Jay will... There was something along the lines of they're probably having a conversation about Giannis. But I think Jay will went over and abounds of what KD actually said to him. And I think that's why KD went at him the way he did. Mm-hmm. He's like, you you took this, that was something that we I didn't ever say what you said on air. It was probably a little conversation, though. We are on completely different sides. KD has multiple burner accounts, one. KD, KD is the same person when um, – who leaked, who leaked his messages earlier? Like his DM, Michael Rappaport. Like, yeah, Michael Rappaport leaked his message early and KD had to backpedal all of that. Like, I think that KD definitely said this. Um, I don't think that it was supposed to come out. So yeah, I don't think that Jay will should have told that story at least without running it through KD first. 
but I definitely think that this was something that Jay Will said. Um, I mean that KD said. And I think that now that it got out, it kind of it kind of sounds a little bad. So he had to walk it back. Well, yeah, man. No, that's all I got, man. Aside from watching the basketball tonight, I know you'll be locked into your sons. For sure. Um, yeah, want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for listening. Black lives matter. Black lives will always matter. Everybody, please get vaccinated if you have not. Stay safe, social distance, and continue to support us, guys. Man, appreciate it. For sure, man. For sure, everybody. Just be safe. Be smart on these streets. I know that you know there's mask mandates and things like that that are being taken to effect. Please wear your mask, six feet, social distance, all those kinds of things. Also, guys, we appreciate all your support. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and any other platform you listen to us on. Please, you please leave a five star rating. Um, leave a comment, guys. And keep it up with the support, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Five-star reviews, all that good stuff. And until next time, everybody eat your Wheaties, watch basketball. Deuces, I'm out. Yo.